Discover. Transform. Manifest. Welcome to Empowered Whole Being Radio, a safe and sacred place to discover and explore our unity. Hello, fellow empowerment seekers, and welcome to today's show. Pretty exciting. We have a very special guest today, and I am very interested to see how this will unfold. As you know, well, if you've listened to the show before, you know that we start the show with a guided meditation so that we can all, if you so choose to participate, so we can bring the energy into a place of unity and uh, connection with our greater self, allowing the unfolding of the show to be um, resonant with our higher wisdom. And then um, from there, we talk a little bit about today's show, which is um, interviewing an amazing author and channel Francesca Toman, and um, hopefully we'll see what happens, but I would imagine that Tesla might just pop in and start connecting with the um, um, the conversation. So let's begin with the guided meditation to set the tone for today's episode. Those of you who are familiar with my approach to self-realization already know that I have been a student of quantum physics for multiple years now, nearly <clears throat> over at least a decade, <laughs> and I I look at my spirituality is in a fusion through quantum science because really we're coming more and more, but that is just merging. And um, for me, quantum science has assisted in my ability to embrace the reality of who I really and truly am, which is <clears throat> expanded energy the greater self, source, whatever you want to call it, I already am that. So it's not a situation of being on the outside trying to get back into something or connect to something. It's more of already being the center of all consciousness, merely exploring through a human experience. So this guided meditation I call the Divine Heart Coherence technique. It's addressing who we are, which is a field of energy, third and fourth dimensions in connection and harmony together. And it's addressing us as this field of energy by what frequency we are most focused upon, what feelings we're most focused upon. If we're most focused upon the bandwidth of fear, anger, unworthiness, all of those all connected, they all, all those feelings are sourced from the fear-based energy, then we're going to be transmitting that because ultimately we really are transmitters and receivers of electromagnetic frequencies. So we'll be transmitting that out into the quantum field and therefore we will be creating events and transactions and so on and so forth in resonance with the fear-based frequencies. If we are in a feeling focus of joy, unity, compassion, love, then we're going to be transmitting that out into the quantum field and thereby creating experiences from that bandwidth of resonance. 
And I don't know about you, but I'd rather be, since I'm already co-creating my experience 24-7, I would prefer to create it from the joy bandwidth of energies and from the fear. So, but how do you do that though? So first, it's, it's important to know that in order to do that, there's some things to be aware of that are happening unconsciously. And become, by bringing them to your awareness, then you have more control and um, ability to um, make these shifts in your frequencies. So the heart is the primary transmitter of electromagnetic frequencies. It has 40 million neurons. One of the main focuses of the heart or functions is to be a switch for the autonomic system. The autonomic system is in charge of many things beneath the surface. It's humming along, creating all kinds of activity in the body without us having to think about it. There are two sides, there are two sides of our nervous system that are controlled by the autonomic system. One is the sympathetic, which is the stress mode the fight or flight mode, and the other is the parasympathetic, which is the restorative healing mode. Um, Again, the heart is the switch that switches us between the two. And who's in charge of the switch? We are, by what feelings we're most focused upon. If we're feeling more fearful, then we are joyful, then our heart is prompted to switch us into the stress mode, pumping our bodies with cortisol, adrenaline, neonephrine, and so on. The blood <clears throat> is re- the blood flow to the brain is restricted and um, it's sent to the muscles. We lose our ability to think clearly and deduce logically when we're in the sympathetic stress mode. If we're feeling primarily more joyful, loving, compassionate, then our heart switches us into the parasympathetic mode where the dopamine and the serotonin and the blood goes to the GI tract so we digest our food better, Um, all of these great things. And we think more clearly So what we're about to do in this guided meditation is take us step-by-step to switch our heart, which is the primary transmitter of electromagnetic frequencies, so that's going out, and the belly brain, which is the primary receiver of electromagnetic frequencies. And the belly brain is your your gastrointestinal system, your GI tract. It has over 100 million neurons, the same or slightly more than the the central nervous system. 95% of the serotonin that's created is stored in the belly brain. The belly brain is in charge of sending it to the brain in your head. So there's so many functions that the belly brain is in charge of. And one of them, in addition to the others, is besides creating all the same neurotransmitters and hormones and all that that the brain is in charge of, it also is the tuner, like adjusting a radio station dial or changing a TV channel. It is the tuner the adjuster for the antenna in the brain. There are several structures in the brain that funnel electromagnetic data uh, frequency information of color, sound, light, and smell to the pineal gland. The pineal gland is a tiny little um, gland in the at the center of our head, and inside of it are microscopic calcite crystals. These crystals have two main properties. They magnify electromagnetic frequency data that comes in, and then they 
disperse it multidirectionally. So we have the belly brain receiving in, which then controls from where our brain antenna is feeding our pineal with all of this information. If it's fear-based mainly coming into the belly brain, then we're going to have a lot of negative chatter in our consciousness. If it's love, joy, unity, compassion primarily flowing in, then we're going to be in contact and connection with our greater self, which is the infinite wisdom of everything. And we'll have a much more upbeat, positive outlook, and we'll be able to find solutions to challenges we may have, be, we may be facing. So we have ability to tap into that ultimate wisdom. So this guided meditation is going to be focusing on shifting the frequency that's being transmitted out of the heart, and we're going to use a visualization of a large bright light, which will re represent the source, um, the divine consciousness, the all-knowing, whatever word you want to use, but it's the greater self, the greater consciousness. So we're going to be focusing on shifting the heart energy first and sending a beam of energy into the source light. And from the source light, a beam will come into our belly. And then from the, once that is shifted, then we'll have another beam into the pineal. And the last fourth beam will come between our back, between our shoulder blades, I mean, in our back, flowing back out the heart. So we're creating a nice toroidal flow visualization, a torus, which is focused on in the joy, love, unity, compassion frequencies. And to get this started, we're going to use an image, a memory that each of you have, having personally experienced in nature, a moment of such joy of experiencing that beauty in the nature around you. And this is going to be like priming the pump. In the old days in the, on the farms, they had to put water into the water pump to get water back out. So we're going to use a personal moment in nature because this is neutral. It's not like focusing on a loved one, be it a four-legged or two-legged. <laughs> um, because that has can have undercurrents of other energies and frequencies and feelings in it where nature is neutral. So what we're going to ask is that each of us pick a moment uh, in just a second here in nature where when you experience that sunrise, that sunset, the ocean, the desert, um, the mountains, a waterfall, it doesn't matter. All that matters is that when you experience that moment, it was so beautiful. You couldn't help but smile. You just felt so connected and somehow, some way you knew in that creation of beauty, you were part of that creation. You're part of that beauty. And that's the energy we're tapping into, all right, for the shift. So what we'll do is we'll, uh, in a moment here, we'll close our eyes. We'll put our fingertips at the very bottom of our breastbone, which is going to bring our focus to the heart, the heart area, the chakra, all of that. And we're going to close our eyes. So let's do that now. Place our fingertips and our focus on our heart. Close our eyes and relive that moment in nature. If there's a breeze, feel the breeze. If there's a certain fragrance in the air of flowers or the forest or the ocean, smell it again. Everything that you felt and experienced in that moment, feel it again. Feel it in your heart. Feel the beauty of that moment in nature, in your heart. Feel it in all of your body. Let it expand. Just let it expand. If there's any place that feels a little tight, 
go ahead and just send that same beautiful energy of that moment in nature into that spot and tell it, deactivate, dissolve, release. Let it expand in the heart. Feel it. Be there. Relive that moment. Focus on nothing else but that feeling of that moment in nature. Just feel it with every fiber of your being. Good. Now let that expand and expand and visualize now a beam of energy flowing from the heart into the source light. And from the source light, a beam of energy, that same energy comes into your belly. Just receive it in. Let that flow from the heart to the source light, from the source light to the belly. Let it flow. Let it cycle. Any place feels tight, just flow that energy in that portion of the body and just tell it, deactivate, dissolve, release. Good. And let it now, another beam of energy come into the top of the head, into the pineal. And the last one now comes into your back between your shoulder blades and then flows out your heart. Let it cycle now. Let it expand. Let it expand. Feel the energy in the belly flowing in from the source light, out from the heart into the source light, into the belly. And now just for contrast, so you can see the difference, feel now a moment when you felt very small, diminished in value. And just observe what happens with your body as you focus on that feeling. Does it feel like it's sinking? Does it feel like it's heavier, tighter? Your body is a instant bioresonance tool you will always know what energy you are most focused upon unconsciously by how your body reacts okay let's come back focus again on your nature activator your moment in nature that was so beautiful so awe-inspiring so magnificent so full of the love of creation and feel connected and feel that you're part of that because you are. And let that expand. Get that toroidal flow going. Excellent. You see how and observe how the body reacts now? Instant bioresonance feedback. It's feeling like lifting up in an elevator. Just stay focused on that feeling, that beauty in nature. You are now connected to your true energy of self. You already are all of this. This is who you are. So that being said, let's move into the show. So again, like I said before, welcome. I'm excited today. We have an amazing guest. She's a published author. She has three volumes of shared wisdom from Nikola Tesla already out and available. Francesca's journey, journey is so fascinating. Uh, she was raised a Unitarian, and um, we'll go more into this. She's had a near-death experience and learned that she's a channel, and then eventually was studying with the international Sufi movement, which is movement, which is really fascinating, and then became a certified Akashic Records consultant. And um, has been in conversations with Tesla, began around 1995. Her books have all been sanctioned. All of the work has been sanctioned by the Tesla Foundation and the uh, last living relative who is involved with the foundation, William Turbo. And um, the 
information in her books is phenomenal coming from Tesla and such. So we'll be connecting with her and bringing her live in just a moment. I just want to mention that our last show was titled Self-Value Frequency. What is it and how do we maintain connection with it? If you haven't heard that show, you might want to pop in and take check it out. It's available on demand um, through iTunes, the blog, um, the um, podcasts, and also on Blog Talk Radio, and also on, you can hear it, access it from my website, empoweredwholebeing.com. So without further ado, let's go ahead and... Um, bring Francesca Toman live here and uh, let's just begin this conversation. Like I said before, we'll, uh, she'll be sharing about her conversations and connections with Tesla during the show. Francesca, welcome and thank you so much for joining us today on our show. Good morning, it's a pleasure. And I have been quite fascinated with your meditation. <clears throat> I have a tiny bit of cold left in the back of the throat. We've been working on it. But, uh, <laughs> no, no issues. We hear you fine. Um, Very good. I'm glad. Yeah, if you need to cough or anything, just feel free. Go right ahead. <laughs> no worries. So, um, yes. Yes, we'll send love and light into into all of those molecular structures, right? Yes. So um, I want to mention to our uh, listeners that a couple things. One, I just want to let you all know that um, for some reason on my control board from Blog Talk, um, I'm not unable to access the chat. So I don't know if you're on the chat board or not. I, for some reason, my control uh, studio panel is not letting me get to it. So I apologize in advance for that little technical difficulty. And um, we'll have to call in. <laughs> and the, um, the number to call in is 646 Three seven eight one seven three two. If you have questions for Francesca, we'll open the um, show for call-in questions a little bit in a little bit here. Again, it's six four six three seven eight one seven three two. So I want to mention that not only has Francesca authored the Tesla books, she also has several visionary children's books, which are lovely. Um, two of them, one of them is for pre-readers, one of them is for early readers, and then the third one is for 7 to 12-year-olds, right, Francesca? Yes, correct. The, the Silver Spun Stories. And they are delightful. I just want to say that it's such a wonderful way to have a child begin to think outside of the box and begin to see themselves differently and begin to feel more empowered by their decisions and their focus and their feelings. And um, what better way than a visionary children's books is what I have to say about that. And on my um, show description, there are links to each of the um, websites of Francesca's. The FrancescaToman.com is for her children's books. And then there's another website link on the show description, Nicola Tesla Afterlife Conversations.com. And then her Akashic Record Consulting practice can be accessed through youraKashicWisdom.com. Also, too, there's another um, 
thing called the Happy Guide, and that's a um, alternative uh, directory for healers and all kinds of services in the body, mind, spirit world. So that's happyguide.com. Francesca has a uh, a, a little uh, website area on that as well. So there's several ways to connect with Francesca. And if you um, feel guided to do that, then I really recommend so because I think you'll find it really wonderful. So Francesca, if we may start with, um, I've talked a little bit about your background already, but would you start with just sharing your, what event or events spurred your conscious awakening? first one I didn't remember and I had to uh, find it with the help of a trained psychologist uh, because it was when I was almost four years old and it was a near-death experience. But I do know that my whole life I have always been utterly convinced that we survive our body's death. The, but the first thing was when I was only 14, my sister said, oh, there's this person called Betty Bethards, and she stands up and she reads people. She was the first stand-up psychic, practically. And she taught a form of meditation, which I learned and uh, stayed with and still have. And that was extremely helpful when my mother died very suddenly when I was 16. I had to say, do I believe in what I have experienced, or do I just say, when you're dead, you're dead? I said, no. When you live without the body, you're still alive. That's right. That's right. So that's when, <clears throat> so the near-death experience, when you, if, if I may ask if, if you're comfortable with this, um, when you went to the psychologist and was, were able to have your memories come back about that, was there anything yeah. about that experience that was um, meaningful in your consciousness awakening? Tremendously meaningful because um, it was a situation of um, great fear and strain and I was literally scared to death and a long story behind that. But I went straight home to mom, <laughs> went straight to the goddess. And she said, sorry, you do have to go back. I said, really? <laughs> I didn't like it down there very much at all. All right, I'm coming back, and I remember seeing the trees as I was coming back to my body because I was, you know, in a house at the time. And for, and then later when I opened up to my meditation, and then uh, eventually I became ordained with the Temple of Isis by Olivia Robertson, and I am now working with the goddesses that I chose as my guides uh, for the ordination. So the goddess has actually been a very close being, a very dear being for me. Nice. So that, <clears throat> you've had some very profound experiences in your awakening process, for sure. Yes. What, one of these days, I would love to um, I don't know if you're aware of this project I have ongoing it's called um, the um, Infinity Experience. Mm -hmm. And it's a series of, um, hang on one second, it's a series of um, videos on my Empowered Whole Being uh, YouTube channel that uh, where I've interviewed several different people and there they share the moment that they and it's sometimes for some people it's incremental for some people it's like a moment all of a sudden where they really got that they're more than their physical self that somehow some way there's something greater to them and um it would be fun to interview you for that as well i'd be honored so we'll talk about that later. <laughs> so um, what tools have you used that have seemed to really work well for you in your uh, ex process of uh, expanding your awareness and consciousness? Well, in, in addition,
addition to the meditation I learned from Betty Bethards, who um, founded the Inner Light Foundation. I also spent many years with the Chisti Sufis in the San Francisco Bay Area. They were uh, descendants, as it were, from Hazrat Anayat Khan, who started the international Sufi movement. But I was learning among, um, various meditations, but mainly the dances of universal peace. And it is how to experience, as Samuel Lewis, the founder of the dances, said, how to experience joy without drugs. <laughs> I never did Yay. that, by the way. <laughs> I, I never did, I've never taken a quote-unquote recreational drug, ever. Uh, but at any rate, so eventually I opened up to, uh, you know, in, through the meditation and through on. What happened was I was taking a, a spiritual uh, uh, assignment, as it were, uh, from my teacher in the Sufi community, and suddenly found that I was trying to do what they call tasawari, which is to walk to walk in the manner of your teacher, so that you can get, you know, the, his state of being, his his wisdom. And all of a sudden, I sat down and started channeling. And I never channeled anything, but this uh, my teacher's teacher said, "I want, to, I have some things to tell you." So I wrote them. I wrote them busily down, and shared them with my teacher. But it ended up that um, we had. I had to move on because the channeling did not fit in with that present uh, Sufi uh, tradition. So here I go, and I uh, bumped into Spirit Speaks magazine, which was a collection of several ch channels who worked uh, with Molly Nichol, the editor. And we would be given assignments every month, and uh, I evolved my own newsletter. The upshot of it all is was that I was getting better and better at channeling, and finally I was asked to channel Nikola Tesla and a number of other people, and they will actually be hopefully a book, uh, a collected book of what Tesla has learned from all these wonderful lates and greats famous people uh but you uh sorry <laughs> i tend to <laughs> no that's good no 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 that's fine that's fine yeah so, okay but um i was given the project of channeling tesla and i ch channeled you know the requisite 400 words or whatever it was and, I, and then then i said wait a minute don't leave um you're telling me the secrets of the universe. Would you please, you know, stay here and tell me some more? That became a body of work, which I shared with Dr. Todd Avokaitis, who is the founder of Gematria Products. And he uh, helped me evolve Volume 2, because it was the correspondence where Dr. Avokaitis would be uh, asking Tesla questions, Tesla would answer them through me, and that ended up being the body of our work. But the upshot of it all is that I always have felt that Tesla has a body of knowledge that already exists. It's almost as though there's the Tesla College up there, and he's presenting hmm. one aspect of the Tesla College. Would you explain to our listeners the type of channel that you are? Because there's different types of channels, right? Yes, there are. Uh, well, first of all, I am not psychic. I, I really am not. I've tried. But uh, you could be a trance channel like um, Jane Roberts was, where you just, you know, you get completely out of your body and the, and the entity that you're channeling speaks right through you. Uh, but I'm a, I'm a conscious channel. I remain conscious while I'm channeling. Uh, but it is also as though I sort of sit back and let someone else drive. I can still be the backseat driver, but somebody else is driving. And very often I do not remember what I've said because they're driving. But, um, it's a way of just tuning to the other being, making a deep connection and allowing them to speak. Exactly. Yes. Perfect. Because I just want to make sure for those who aren't familiar with the different types of channeling that um, 
this is what's made your type of channeling is what's made it possible for you to write these books because you're you're more like you're in conversations, which is why I titled this episode Conversations, and that's the titles of your books as well, Afterlife yes. Conversations, um, because you're you can hear him, and he is responding to your questions or just sharing information on a specific topic yes. and which is different than being completely unconscious of the interaction exactly tell me a little bit about how the akashic records reading has assisted you as a tool it, uh, it is Opening the Akashic Records with my Akashic rec Record Keepers, as I have been trained by both the uh, Arche, the association, um, anyway, uh, by Arche and by Lisa Burnett's um, Akashic Knowing School of Wisdom, the Record Keepers, they are beings of such tremendous love and wisdom and compassion that I learned how to access my own records, and if I, can, if I come up with a problem I just can't figure out, I ask them. And, if, and I also can read for other people. And what completely gives my heart so much joy is the fact that the information that is received from the record keepers is accurate, compassionate, and really really useful uh and uh people often say you know are surprised when i will i don't know what i'm going to say because i'm listening to the their record keepers and i'll suddenly talk to them about oh you know you know that dog you had when you were 12 you know <laughs> so or something like that and i didn't i don't know them so i am again not psychic this is a form of channeling it isn't quite channeling but it's a form of channeling but because your record keepers are with you from the very instant you become you and have been with you all along and have noted down everything you have learned, everything you've seen, everything you've done, they know you. And to the extent that I can clear myself and become a channel for the Akashic Records, I can give true information. And it is something so special to me. That's amazing. That's wonderful. So for our listeners, this is another technique or tool uh, as you begin to, uh, in your awakening, reawakening journey, remembering that you're more than your physical self. Uh, Akashic record readings can be really helpful and get a little more clarity of who you really are and your higher purpose in that process. So which leads me talking about higher purpose, how do you see yourself as part of the bigger picture of the shift that, that we're in, you know, this constant shifting of energy, this expansion of energy? In, in a lot of ways. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't seem to help it. It's like when I got back from the, the near-death near experience, it's kind of like, you've got some work to do, kid. So, mm. <laughs> Oh, yes. Uh, the more that I can help people to understand themselves and release their anxiety, their worry, their fear, uh, that is definitely working for the shift because we are changing away from fear. We are mm -hmm. changing into joy where every day is another step into joy. Uh, working with uh, Nikola Tesla is absolutely wonderful, and um, working in the records is magnificent because I can feel, you know, not terribly, not terribly bright or not terribly well, and and I open up the records and I come out always feeling better. To me, that is a total proof that these are beings from a higher level of reality. So, bringing in that positive information, that true information 
is part of working with the shift. I have, um, again, as I say, I was ordained, and so I often work in my temple and uh, pray for healing, pray for opening possibilities, pray for many things. And I've also been working with the Council for the Lightworkers of Humanity who um, give me light language prayers. And I have, we've recently worked out a thing where I can give specific prayers, but they are um, literally in another language, and I'm certain it's a language, but they are tremendously transformative in terms of they have a lot of leverage for mm. positive change. Uh, so I'm also working with the Lodestone Bridge, which is something that I and uh, a friend uh, evolved in 2001, which is basically a connection to a number of very high-level ATs. So I'm always pulling in positive energy where I can. And, uh, yeah, well, you know, I do lose my temper occasionally. I'm still human being. <laughs> I get over it as fast as I can. And I do know that God is strong enough to see us when we are real. You know, if we are real with our joy, he sees us. He see us. God and goddess see us. If we're, if we're real in our annoyance, they see us. They accept it. They understand we are human. And if only the one thing that I could show people is that it's okay to be what you are and it's okay to reach farther and it's okay to reach deeper and it's okay to reach wider, then that is the shift that we mm -hmm. know that we are in concert, friends with God, in concert with Goddess. We are. We, we already are. We already are the source, yeah. And it's not, and one of the things I say is that it, the really the first real step, and it's a simple one, is just the moment that any human consciousness realizes that they are willing to being open to the possibility that they are more than their physical self. Just that willingness of openness is all it takes to begin that reconnection experience. So I agree with you. Yeah. We have astonishing grace, like suddenly remembering a past life, you know, that will certainly wake you up to the possibility that you don't die when your body does. Exactly, that there's yeah. something more, there's something more to who you are, that you're not your story, yeah. that you're something more. So this is amazing and so beautiful, and I want to open up, I, again, those who are listening, I don't have access to the chat board on my um on my control board, for some reason, there's a malfunction with blog talk and uh, there's no chat today. So I, if you're there, I want you to know that the only way I can ask or, or, or um, relay a question to Francesca is if you call in 646-378-1111. Um, Again, 646 Three seven eight one seven three two. I encourage you to call in and um, connect with Francesca. Ask questions, um, perhaps ask questions of Tesla. But I'm sure the answer would be more <laughs> involved than we have in the last fifteen minutes of the show. <laughs> but still, um, I have I, um, Francesca. I have been feeling his presence very much so during our discussions here like he's just waiting patiently <laughs> so um if there is anything that he would like to share i would like to open the the uh floor to uh nikola tesla as well 
And um, if he would like, if there's anything that he would like to uh, share with us through you, that would be very welcomed. Well, first I'll say from myself is that um, he is a tremendously compassionate and loving person. And he knew that when he had his life as Nikola Tesla, he had to pare down a lot of his human connections in order to get the visions into form. But he says, the best thing for any person to do is to open to your own inner self, your own inner visions, your own inner knowing, your own do you what what opens your heart what moves you forward your own idealism oddly enough to be idealistic is not a bad thing <laughs> you can be disappointed in this world but when you hold on to your own vision your own sight of what is true you manifest that one perfect bit of vision that creates God anew. We are always interactive with the divine part of it, but we also create it. It has created us, and we create it. We work with who and what we are constantly. We work with what we hope for, what we wish for, what we long for, and what is true. And if you turn back into your own heart and find out what is true with me, you always start there because the divine being is sourced in truth and is the source of truth. The nature of reality is infinite, eternal, uh, and there are infinities of infinities. There are all possibilities are expressed, all circumstances have more than one outcome. And if you are in a present situation, just say, oh, for some reason, I have chosen this version. I have chosen this version of my reality. And then know that the other realities exist. The universe is a multidimensional phenomenon. It is described through multidimensional geometry. And the human being is the focus right now. Not just the human being on Earth, but the human being on many other planets, the sentient beings. Because I have indeed talked with, worked with, enjoyed a great number of, uh, shall we say, alien symposiums. Mm. I have had a full time. After death, I have been finally able to open myself so wide and then occasionally I become Tesla again and then I open myself and then I become Tesla and it's like breathing. Fantastic. Amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, I am honored and it is my pleasure. Is there anyone else um, that that you would want to share their information with us, Mr. Tesla? Oh, uh, n not in the time that we have in this show, I don't believe. Uh, but I have been working with so many other people. <laughs> when you get on the other side... You can connect with anyone, anyone. Some are easier to get to, 
uh, and it's not because they're uh, hidden. It's because your energy has to shift and change and work down. If you want to, say, talk to Stalin, you have to bring your energy down to a point where you can work with him on his level. But anyone with an open heart can see so many people. I have uh, been doing a lot of work with, um, pardon me, uh, Sir Isaac Newton. (laughs) He actually has a fine sense of humor. (laughs) And I have uh, been uh, doing, actually I have been working on uh, another book, as, as the channel said, uh, with with the, uh, these other people, anyone from um, what I've learned from Charles Chaplin, very very uh, deep man, and also Laurel Hardy. Laurel Hardy was very very uh, intellectual, but very wise person. And uh, I've learned from some of the American abolitionists, from Lucretia Mott to. Uh, Elizabeth Cady Stanton, I've learned from Edward Grieg, I've learned from uh, so many, from some of the American Indians, uh, Sagajawea comes to mind, and I, I go, in heaven, I go where my interests lead me, and since it's timeless, I get to see everybody I want to. What a beautiful experience. In the last little bit of time, uh, we we don't have any callers. Uh, we do have just a few minutes left. If anybody does want to call in, you have a little bit of time. The number is 646-378-1732. Uh, again, I want to mention that Francesca can be uh, either on the Blog Talk Radio description. You will see her different website links. You can, if you want an Akashic Records reading, you can go to her website, youraKashicWisdom.com. If you want to learn more about Nikola Tesla's conversations with Francesca Toman, you can go to Nikola Tesla AfterlifeConversations.com. And I just want to thank Mr. Tesla for sharing with us today some of his very esteemed and appreciated wisdom. And I want to thank Francesca Toman for facilitating our connection today with you, Mr. Tesla. And thank you from both of us. So going forward, if I may speak to Francesca Toman, <laughs> going forward, Francesca. Um, yes, Miss Tesla slides in and out very easily, and I'm extremely. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I thought I'd better make it more clear who I'm asking the question. Um, so going forward, what would you like to see happen? with this information that is so amazing that's coming through now. Uh, All the things that Nikola Tesla couldn't share when he was in his third dimension form, he was quite oppressed at the time. Um, However, now, through these conversations, a lot of this, I mean, this information now can be made available. What what would what is he and you, you know, your your his liaison, so to speak? What would he like? What's the vision? What would he like to see happen with this information? What would what you know? What's the vision here? The vision is that you find yourself within it. You use what you can use. You just, you don't bother with what doesn't work for you. Also, to open up your own uh, source of wisdom, 
to open up your own discovery, he would be uh, really tickled, pleased, if a scientist actually learned how to channel him because he's been somewhat frustrated. I am not a mathematician. I am not a scientist, although I have a very scientific bent. I am not a scientist. So uh, he would be honored if some scientist would channel him and get better information. You know, that brings to mind uh, Nassim Haraman, the um, quantum scientist who is very much into multidimensional mathematics. And yes. so maybe we can ask or suggest that to Mr. Tesla and maybe he can begin um, from the other side, preparing an opportunity for that to happen. I do believe that the Conscious Life Expo coming up in February of 2018, I think that particular scientists may be in, in, in attendance. Excellent. Excellent. So who knows? That could be the connection. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, but he does want to emphasize one thing. Um, he, what we have, the books that we have, are an answer. They're not the answer. There is no one the answer. We're, we're not trying to present, uh, you know, a, a method of living that people must follow or even a concept of the universe that anyone must believe. We're, you know, I'm taking down the information and I'm presenting it. And everyone gets to work with it as he or she feels is best. We are not presenting... Uh, you know, a method of living. We are presenting a method of perceiving. Which I believe makes it even more profound because an experience to be fully embraced has to be personally connected with as opposed yes. to intellectual concept. And so if something, if, if uh, this has been true for my path of reawakening in my journey, if my human consciousness, my avatar, physical self, is not ready to, to see something, it's filtered out until I am, mm -hmm. until I can right. fully experience it. And I think that's really true when, like, when we go to the grocery store, we don't buy everything on the shelf. We only purchase what oh. we want or need at that moment. And I think that's true for all of us on our journeys to have compassion for each other because we're all in, in different you know, aspects of our journeys, knowing that there really is just one place we're all heading to, and uh, honoring all aspects of um, that process. Mm -hmm. yeah, so um, I think that's everyone... really beautiful. Yes, everyone finds his or her own way, and that gives delight to God, mm -hmm. because we are in partnership with the divine being constantly. This is one thing I'm sure of. Well, my opinion on that is that we already are, but that's okay. <laughs> That we already are when we go to quantum science. That we're, when you look at it from a quantum science point of view, which is where I always go to, we're, that, we're already that energy. What comprises us is that energy. So, that is also so. so well, we just have about... I'm sorry, go ahead. I said it's, it's, it's a delightful paradox. We're God, mm -hmm. we're God who is a part of God, but we're God, but yeah. Mm-hmm. In the, I have a last couple of minutes here. The show is about to wrap up. Um, um, believe it or not, we've run through an hour. <laughs> so um, I want to thank you again so much, Francesca, for being a guest on today's show and sharing about your journey. Fascinating. And um, and all the gifts that you bring and in support of other people's process and reawakening. And I encourage you to, if you feel 
nudged to reach out to Francesca, please do. I think you'll find it to be very helpful. If you're being guided to do so, then trust that guidance. Um, and um, I want to thank our listeners and we'll be on the air again, uh, maybe not in two weeks because I'm not necessarily doing the show on a regular basis at this point. However, as information comes in or if something comes up that I feel is very important to share, absolutely I'll be sending out notifications of our next scheduled show. In the meantime, I want to thank you so much, Francesca, for being on the show today and um, look forward to learning more about your work in the future. And thank you very much. So until we are together again, I just want to say joy be with you. This has been Empowered Whole Being Radio. Thank you for joining us. On-demand episodes are available at empoweredwholebeing.com. Until next time, joy to you.